Welcome back to SesterCast, the Orphan Black Podcast. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my co-host, Kathy Campbell. Hey, Kathy, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jean. I'm ready. You're Let's ready. Talk about episode three of season one. Okay, well, episode three of season one, which is called Variation Under Nature. Um, before we get into it, I want to point out that this is the last episode that Kathy has watched in advance. So if you know, when we started this podcast, I suggested that she watch the first three because I didn't want to be mean and say you can only watch one. They're very hard <laughs> to watch one at a time. However, yes. starting now, I'm going to be mean. Because I think, Kathy, you should definitely be fresh with the current podcast and not not get uh, your head all confused with what comes next because it's so easy to do. <laughs> yes. No, it's so true. Especially because um, before I had finished episode three, which we will be talking about shortly. And so if you haven't watched it, obviously stop this and go watch it now. Um, but this was the big spoiler that was given away, unfortunately, by you, uh, that they're clones. And so while I personally, I do, I do greatly enjoy spoilers. Um, it was difficult to be aware of the fact that in the first two episodes, nobody knows that they're clones. Uh, like the, the quote unquote C word is Mm -hmm. not mentioned. Um, and so, when I watched them, I was aware. Actually, I think it was episode two was when you mentioned clones. And so. Oh, I um, think I spoiled it even before you watched it because. It's I, entirely possible. <laughs> I think we were texting about it. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yes. well, the clone thing. And you said, they're clones. What? And I'm like, <laughs> oops. Because it's hard for me to remember that. Um, I mean, I think if you do any reading about orphan black you know that is that is the 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 kicker of this whole show is that they are clones and orphan black fans call themselves clone club and hashtag clone club is all over twitter so it didn't really occur to me that somebody wouldn't actually know that there were clones involved but of course they (laughs) wouldn't you know why would you so i apologize to kathy um and i hope for those listeners who have been following along with us from the beginning uh, watching it for the first time that you can share with us when you figured out they were clones if you didn't figure it out in advance. Um, yes. You can even just ping us on Twitter at SestraCast and we will answer. Yes, for sure. Yeah, so, I, you know, within the first, I think, like two minutes is when uh, it's released basically because so they're in Allison's house um Cosima right. has just come in and said you know introduced herself and uh so far she is my favorite I love her style <laughs> I love her smartness her brains it's adorable um and so Sarah is just like in shock cuz she's just like okay there's another one and then she's all how are we all related yeah, yeah. And Cosima is. I love her. Well, we're 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 related by nature, <laughs> right? Where Allison yeah. is all pissed off. She's in the worst possible mood, and she's like, "We're not related." And yeah, Cosima's trying to be nice, and Allison is is just she's very on edge. Yes, as as you learn 
a little bit later, you learn that Allison and Beth had a very close relationship. Um, and so Beth's death really, really t- like hit her hard. Um, and just the stress of everything. At one point, Allison is like, well, if Beth couldn't handle it, how can any of us? Cause you know, Beth, was a cop and she had this training and all of this. And so you can just see that Allison's just breaking down. She's, she's not doing very well with the whole thing of her, you know, best friend slash sister slash clone. She's just having a really, really hard time with it. Yeah, no, that's true. And Sarah is also in a bad mood. So it's a bad, bad mashup because Sarah wants to know what the heck is going on. Sarah's retrieved the briefcase uh, that the German clone Katja had brought over, and she won't give it to Allison and Cosima until they tell her what's happening. And and then Allison just flies off the handle finally and goes like, fine, fine, you want answers? We're clones. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's experiencing, someone's trying to kill us. Someone's trying to kill us. And then, of course, Cosima, who is the sweetheart of the bunch, says sorry sorry i wanted to float the whole clone thing a little bit softer (laughs) she's so adorable and so sweet yeah so uh meanwhile out on the on the curb where felix is waiting uh, (laughs) as backup he's uh he he, he doesn't even know what backup is as he said last week but he's backup um, a neighbor comes by and harasses him for being parked on the street. Uh, the neighborhood watch doesn't allow it. And he's, you know, already crawling out of his skin, being in suburbia. So he says, screw it. <laughs> he goes around to um, the back of Allison's house to try to find Sarah and sets off all kinds of, you know, um, automatic lights. And meanwhile, Allison, who's pissed off, sees somebody's in the backyard and she comes out. She has a pistol. She has her gun ready <laughs> to shoot Felix. And I, I made a mention, I made a note of how, like, Sarah's got the whole badass cop face when she was talking Allison down. She's like, right, hold on, hold on. And, like, you know, she gets in between the two of them mm-hmm. and really manages to talk Allison down and then smacks the heck out of her. Yeah. Uh, after she has the gun, of course. And I just was, I was proud of her, uh, fake cop role no, there. Well, she's getting good at it, right? She's, yeah. <laughs> she's been <laughs> well, on the job for a whole day. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until later on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which we'll get to. We'll get to. She can't fool everybody all of the time. Um, yeah. But she can fool Allison. Yes. And she's like, if you, you ever try to shoot my brother, I will you know, I'll kill you. She's ready to take off and she still hasn't given them the briefcase and she's walking back to the house to grab her stuff and there's Cosima with her phone. She says, looking for this. And then the great line, you just broke the first rule of Clone Club. (laughs) And Sarah's being sarcastic, like what? Never tell anyone about Clone Club? Well, yes, that is the first rule of Clone Club. (laughs) So they get back to Felix's apartment and Felix is now trying to process. I mean, they're both trying to process <laughs> because on their way over there, the most they knew is that, Al, uh, that Sarah had a twin sister 
uh, maybe two twin sisters and also known as triplets. Um, right. <laughs> sorry. I've been playing too much poker and now I'm thinking, is it a two of a kind, a pair, a three of a kind? <laughs> anyway, um, they, uh, they go back to Felix's apartment and he's like, soccer mom, Sarah, dreadlock science geek, Sarah, science geek Sarah. arguably more attractive than real Sarah. <laughs> but Sarah's trying to not focus on that. She's like, it's just me. We just still need to get that money and get Kira and get away from here. And the next thing that Sarah does is go back to Beth's apartment to get ready to go back into work and try to yeah. get the money from, she needs the money. So right now she's focused on that $75,000 that Art is holding back from her until she's reinstated after her civilian shooting case. Um, so she, she does go um, to the police station uh, to talk to Art. And the, the captain calls them in and says, bad news, you're reinstated. And she gets her gun and badge, and then she's in the bathroom trying to put the gun on. Yes. I would. I realize I have no idea how you would do that either. I mean, I've watched one million hours of detective shows with many women detectives, <laughs> right. and I think, I have no idea how you get those guns holstered, you know. So, yeah, she's, she can't do it. <laughs> Right. And she's in the bathroom trying to do it. And uh, one of the other lady cops comes in and she's looking at her just like she's crazy. And she's like, hey, can I get some help? You know, do you mind helping me? Or or no, 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 no. The, the other cop goes, do you need some help? <laughs> yeah. Would you mind? And then she just walks out the door. <laughs> rolls her eyes. I mean, one thing that they don't get into too much in the show is the fact that all these people know Beth. So right. every person that Sarah talks to, she has no idea what kind of relationship she has with them. And who, for all we know, that uniformed officer was one of her enemies or, you know, one of her, her rivals her rivals or, or they or didn't like her for some reason or they, yeah. whatever. But they're supposed to be going out on a call that when they get their gun and badge, well, she gets her gun and badge and Art says, lucky you, you've got a 1045. So that leads to one of the funnier scenes with <laughs> they're in the car and Sarah is trying to get, still get Art to, to agree to give her the money back. And he said, stop talking about that money and call, call us in, call in the, whatever he said cop talk and she's like okay <laughs> again you can watch a million hours of cop shows but you will never know exactly what to say when it's your turn to pretend to be a cop right thank goodness they had the number for the code like for for that type of call like he art had told her because otherwise that would have been even more awkward uh we're on our way to the thing, the thing. <laughs> I think roger Roger that. I mean, she, it was a good scene. A lot of humor there. Um, actually, so I looked up the code because I was curious what they thought they were going to. Um, right. Because as the viewer, you're not. it's not clear. Um, I don't think that we know where she's going yet, right? They don't know what. Right. Yeah. Scene. No, we have no idea yet until she's so, going to pull up. So in the U.S., the uh, 1045. So, of course, these codes are not standardized in any such way. Oh, um, of course anywhere. Not. But o overall, like what I found is that 1045 means a death. 
I'm sorry, I take that back. In Ontario, it means a death, but in the U.S., it means an animal carcass. So yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> a little bit different. I know. I've... And that's that's really interesting that they uh, use the Ontario code. I mean, it totally makes sense, mm-hmm. especially since we received a fantastic note from Bren Finnan on Twitter, shared with us that the creators say that the city should look like generica. So I'm guessing like generic America is what that stands for. Um, But it's interesting that they still use the Canadian Ontario code for it. Anyway, so I know a little more about police codes than Sarah (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Right. They go to a quarry um, where there's a body that was discovered while the quarry was being mined. And that body is Katya. It's so funny when Art is like, what were they thinking? And she's all, uh, maybe when someone dumped a body without knowing that this was an act of quarry or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I laughed so hard. <laughs> so immediately Sarah's worried because when they, the body's been pretty badly mangled, but of course they have a perfectly good arm, they, which they do show us and, there's this, this episode has its moments of, of if you're squeamish, you have to like hold your breath and maybe look away a, a bit. Um, there's an arm and, oh yeah, Art makes a joke about giving a hand. Uh, that was pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> so Art, Art doesn't make a lot of jokes. No, um, he really doesn't. So Sarah realizes they're going to have fingerprints for this body. And if they're clones, are the fingerprints going to match? So that becomes a whole uh, discussion that she brings up with Cosima. He calls Cosima right away and says, "Can will these fingerprints match? Because if they do, I'm going to come up and I'm supposed to be dead. And I love it when she's like, you know, as long as nobody has a record and there's just silence. Yeah. And you can see Cosima like, oh, great. She's like, well, you know, petty theft, assault, the usual kid things. W- wasted youth. Wasted yes, youth. wasted youth. <laughs> So really funny. Yeah. So Kazima says, okay, bring me the briefcase, which is what Kazima really wants. And, um, and we'll talk. So they're walking back to the car. Um, Art mm -hmm. and Sarah are walking back to the car and Art sees the gun (laughs) in the back of the pants or in the pocket or something, not, not in the holster and it's empty. And he's like, we need to go to the range. And so I think it's like in two days or the next day, like they're having to go to the range. And so now too, here's an added stressor for Sarah. It's like, oh great. I have to figure out how to shoot. <laughs> her her great act of being a cop is starting to fall apart in every direction. Every um, direction. <laughs> so Kasima and Sarah meet up at a bar. I like the scene. I just too. like the bar and I like that they're sitting there. They look the least identical because of Cosima's hair and eyeglasses that I guess they're not worried about being recognized as exact copies. Although the, the bartender is all, you're the smart one and you're the fun one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sarah's like, would you believe we're clones? Right. And he laughs. And you're just like, okay, good. This is, you know, humor. This yeah. is obviously how Sarah deals with stress. Yeah. No, that's true. She's very funny. So, Cosima wants the briefcase. 
Sarah says, I want answers. And Cosima says, they're in the briefcase. <laughs> right. You know, the German was sick. What, should I be worried? And Cosima says, if you give me the briefcase, I'll know in a couple of weeks. The other thing I like in this this scene is that we find out a little more how these clones got together. So apparently Katja, the German, was instrumental in finding Beth and um, convincing Beth that they had a problem on their hands, that they were clones. And then Beth used facial recognition software or a facial recognition search as a cop and identified all these possible clones, which included Cosima and Allison. Yes. As Cosima says, we need you to stay a cop because they need somebody who can get into that kind of records and um, stay ahead of an investigation like the one into Katja's deaths. Um, right. And uh, I, I love this line because Sarah says, stay a cop to help you. And Cosima says, to help us, to find out who is killing us. And that is one of the first moments, I think, that Sarah's struck by the fact that she's not really separate from these other women. Uh, they do share, besides genetic material, they share a fate of, and, and a threat that she can't right. just walk away from. Well, and it's it's really the first time that she's struck with the fact that she is not alone because you know as an orphan I would imagine that you get hit a lot with that loneliness and so if you find family you attach hardcore and so that's why Felix and Kira and Mrs. S are so important to her um but now she's just like oh these people are automatically like we're clones together we share this genetic signature and DNA and all of that the same, I now have more family type of a mindset Yeah, is kind of, I think what she was hit. Yeah. And this scene is also where they're like, who is the original? Right. And that, that made me, I was like, oh yeah. Like not only why did these clones get made, uh, and all about the same age. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing they're all like right. They're not much older than each other. So they were all grown at the same time and why they're being killed, but also whose DNA, who is the original? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. A good question. That's a good, that's an excellent question. Um, and then there's the funny line at the end of that scene. <laughs> Did you write it down? Because I bet you did. I wrote it down too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're clones. Do you have that patch of dry skin between your eyebrows? Because <laughs> he was like, try to keep your sense of humor. Yes. Beth couldn't. Yeah, right. That was actually quite a touching moment as yeah. well. And so I think it'll be, it'll, it's really nice to have that, you know, Kasima's the nice one and kind of helping, keeping the connection between everyone, you know, going because she knows how much they need each other. Um, but also like, okay, we can use this, um, this humor in our family, basically. Yeah. No, that's true. So, um, I'm going to move this along cause I realized like this show, it seems like to have three hours worth of, 
uh, material. There's so many important scenes in here. <laughs> I think we've covered right. the first like five minutes of the show so far. <laughs> so, well, that, I'm pretty. No, we're about halfway through my notes. Yeah, your notes, but I don't. I, well, that <laughs> that's interesting. Um, well, I do think that um, there's a lot more that happens. It's fun that we will. We should we should move on and uh, so. The next scene that moves the really moves the plot forward is they're in the precinct, uh, and um, Art's booking Sarah for the shooting range because he thinks that she's gun shy after her experience with the civilian shooting, and doesn't know she just has no idea what she's doing. Um, right. And she also uh, hears that they've got the fingerprints, and she wants to figure out how she can get those fingerprints so well and she's also been benched so she's at right. a desk she's now, at a desk which... because art doesn't um have confidence in her until he's sure that she's willing to use her gun uh right. again so while they're in the the precinct office a a tip call comes in and the caller for art and the caller is using a voice distortion but it's a very um, kind of scary Slavic sounding voice and it's the killer of Katya and said, who says that, you know Katya was one of few not fit for family um, says she was shot elsewhere and moved so Art and his um, his partner for the case DeAngelis take off to go to the location where Katya was actually shot and Sarah is now sitting at her desk and she has no password um, yeah. for her computer, she realizes, uh, but she spots the it guy, Raj, and he's going to be I think, another one, another under one the spell. under the spell of Sarah, nice guys who can't say no to her. And right. he, he <laughs> I thought, yeah. I, I, we'll have a list no, and we'll, by the end of this, we'll, it's going to be a very big club, um, of yes. guys who, who can't say no to Sarah. Then, <laughs> um, Meanwhile, Art and DeAngelis are, are checking out the, the scene and they find uh, the tire tracks uh, for what is Beth's car. They don't know that. And a, a possible motorcycle. shooting look. Yes, motorcycle tracks as well. So um, somewhere. The blind. The blind, right. And, and the blind um, is where Art finds uh, a head of a Barbie doll with red hair. And that is the head of the Barbie doll we saw in Katja's hotel room um, yes. last week. So you're, as you're watching this, you're thinking, really screwed up serial killer. Uh, all the, I mean, it, Art actually says that, you know, he's, he, calls, he calls up, he's taunting us, he's leaving these kinds of um, messages to show that he's way ahead of us. And... Um, so that's interesting. Like if you if you were watching the show as an as an uh, a Law and Order type show, that would right. be this would be the main story. But this is just this is just extra details. The main story, you know, is back uh, with Sarah and Mrs. S meet up, and it's a it's the first time that they have a scene together. And Mrs. S says, "New clothes and a jaguar do not a mother do not make." Um, she's skeptical about Sarah and giving care back to Sarah. And I also thought, thought that was interesting that she was asking Sarah, 
you know, if she still had her bird watching skills, because yes. that is again, like kind of out of the blue uh, character trait that Mrs. S is a bird watcher and she taught the kids um, how to identify birds. And at the end of which she tells Sarah, show me that you can be still, which yes. I liked. I really liked that too. Um, especially because her immediate concern um, is she knows that Sarah just wants to get Kira and run away. And so obviously she needs to prove cause that's all she's done so far in her history is move around. She, you know, she disappeared for 10 months and that's not something that would work really well with uh, a child. And so Mrs. S is obviously very concerned. And so by proving that she can stay still, that's one of the best ways to really get an idea of what's going on. And I really liked that she identified that. Yeah, Mrs. S is just such a great character and so necessary for this to be a, a good show because we want Kira to be in good hands, even though we want her to be reunited with her mother. We, you know, we want somebody who is watching over uh, her chicks, as sometimes she calls them. Yes, yes. Yeah, so then um, Sarah's on the phone with Cosima saying, Art wants to take me to the gun range. <laughs> and Cosima's like, oh, we have somebody who can help you with that. <laughs> yes. And I was like, really? And it's Allison. So Allison is going to, of course, we, sh we did see in the beginning of this episode that Allison has a gun. And right. She seemed like she would know how to use it. Um, yes. Well, and so Sarah's on the phone trying to book an appointment and Allison's just like, babysitters are difficult, especially prime time, yes. which is the weekend. Like, yes. and she goes and asks her husband, he's like, no, sorry, babe, I got golf. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to smack him. I'm like, seriously, she's a stay at home mom. The least she can do is have a break. But yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. a whole other story. That is a whole other story. And, and, uh, that yes, he doesn't come off looking like a very great husband. Um, no, but Sarah has an idea. An idea, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the best babysitter ever, Felix. Yes, I would totally have Felix watch my daughter. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you tell the scene. It's so funny, and I will just keep quiet because it it. I just will want to giggle the whole time. I love this. Scene. I know. So Allison walks in and is like, okay, guys, this is Felix. And then she leaves and Felix is there. So, and talk. so there's a, a little boy and a little girl and Felix asks the boy, so do you want to dress up like a girl? And he's like, ew, no. And then, uh, the little girl's like, I'll dress up like a boy. And he's like, we can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It was so funny. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Sarah's with Allison in some empty field, I would say. Uh, well, and before that, they're in the car. Um, oh, and right. this is where you find out where the money came from. Um, because Allison talks about how, you know, Beth was the cop and Cosima's the scientist and she's just a mom. And she's like, tells about the... Um, bank account that was created for uh getting some tips and uh information and leads off the the grid you know out of outside of uh the cops resources and she's like this was the only way that i could contribute 
really was to give money. And so she's like, can you con the bank? And you can see that Sarah's just like, uh, I totally already did, but okay. <laughs> that was funny. I just wanted to, to point out when they were at the range, they she did say, um, Sarah tries to apologize. Like, I didn't know the rules of clone club. Did I? And that's where Allison says, can you not use the C word, please? Yes. And I think that, uh, that will, be interesting as we wrap up this episode and uh i realized this time is that there, this is like the second time somebody's been like please let's not use that word it happens a couple of times in this uh show so they have yeah. to come up with a different word um right and also they shoot a teddy bear on the shooting range yeah Who's teddy bear? You That's know, what I was thinking. Who's teddy bear? I'm, I'm sure it's Allison pulled one from the rooms because children tend to have a lot of stuffed animals and they wouldn't miss one. Um, and so it's a good solid thing to shoot at. And this is also where you learn a little bit more about Allison's relationship uh, with Beth uh -huh. um, and how Beth taught her to shoot to protect her family. And you could see... It kind of how stressed out and how sad and angry she has been up until now. You can kind of find out mm -hmm. why um, just because she lost her sister mm -hmm. uh, in more ways than one. And, and the person that gave her the strength to do what she needed to do. Right. No, that's true. That's a good point. So shooting range or whatever shooting practice is over. Allison gets home. <laughs> walks in uh the kids are cross-dressed and they're they look adorable yeah. the boys in a, a really nice like maroon fuchsia dress and uh <laughs> and he goes look mommy i'm you <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the little girls in the in the suit and tie from her daddy and you could just tell alice is just so angry <laughs> and then Felix comes down and is like oh you're here yeah. <laughs> and the, ki the kids love him don't yeah. go Felix stay Felix yeah but I think that's a really important um piece I mean we already knew Felix was good with Kira but she's his niece that Felix being good with children is, is a good yes. skill for at least one of these people to have. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then he's all adios dragsters. Adios dragsters, right? My work here is done. That was really good. And then he's talking to Sarah as they, uh, they go to Beth's apartment. Oh, yeah. Cause, yeah, they go to Beth's apartment. And then all right. of a sudden the boyfriend comes home. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, hide, hide, because yes. she doesn't want to have to tr try and explain who this person is. And Felix is all, you can't hide in a room with no furniture, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was so funny. Because yeah, it says with minimalist furniture, you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's <laughs> nothing is covered up. So, yeah. So he goes and hides in a closet and Paul, Paul shows up again. Um, this scene it, He's, I, I don't get, I, I mean, I, I watched it, obviously. I, I wasn't, I still in my notes, I didn't take too many because I wasn't quite sure what was going on in the scene other than the, the uh, sort of aggressive um, making out. Yeah. Um, so I think like he comes home 
for to get clothes or something and she's just like I think partially she's just like he can't find Felix mm. and so it was like okay let's ma- start making out um and then she pushes him away and is like okay you got to go and then he's like oh really and then plays hard to get for her and leaves and you could tell she's just like oh and Felix is enjoying it because he's mouthing oh my god yes. in the other room and uh but other than that there's really not much plot purpose for this yeah. scene other than just sweet hot almost sex <laughs> almost sex yeah with with rather watching on i mean yeah that's the only thing to me so far not ringing true with the brother-sister relationship is like, I know my brother doesn't even, yeah, we don't even talk yeah, about no. it. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, like- and like, <laughs> I think Felix is mainly just because he's so hot. Yes. Paul is just so gorgeous that yes. he's just like, it doesn't matter, I'll, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny scene um, for for Felix and again it's a, <laughs> Felix is the star of that scene too. Yes, um, as always. <laughs> so so that Sarah's at the gun range and uh, she's with Art. She's shooting like a TV pro police person. Yes, uh, which is great. Art Art shows her the the picture of the Barbie doll head. So she's already seen the Barbie doll body. So she's even more disturbed like freaked out then they get a call about the bike um mm-hmm. so they found a bike that matches the tracks uh and so now they found where a stolen bike has been located yes and so art and sarah are gonna take off and head to uh find the bike and i'm guessing that uh, this means that sarah shot well enough that art trusts her with a gun uh since she's along for the ride. Um, so they find this apartment and they get there and they're like, okay, look, you know, this is the bike. And they look in the window and they see motorcycle gloves, which I'm assuming gives them enough probable cause to enter. Um, even though the door is unlocked. Yeah. I think it's pretty, yeah, it's all... pretty, pretty weak police moment there. And so we yeah. just gloss over that. So <laughs> they're going in and I, I was impressed with her, uh, checking the room's skills even though she didn't say clear like you're supposed to you know it's all good uh, but she didn't follow along and put her gun away she seemed <laughs> she seemed to be holding the gun though like i mean again this is only my tv police uh, ex- <laughs> expertise is she she had her shoulders kind of shrugged up in a way of like i'm I, you know a little afraid of what I'm doing here, you know. It wasn't yeah, very, a little afraid of the recoil. I think wasn't a maybe. powerful pose, and uh, and she kn- she put her gun right aw- as soon as Art put away his gun, she put away hers, which I don't think was was the best idea either. She finds the a Bible. Um, it's got a p- copy of I think it's Katja's passport photo so. in there, and she hides the the, the passport um, copy. And she starts reading from the Bible quote that's been circled. And it's very eerie because, you know, uh, the quote starts off, you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together. And Art starts picking it up. And for a split second, I'm like, Art's like a Bible scholar. Like, but he's he not. That quote. <laughs> he but does no, not. he's just reading he, it off the wall in what looks like 
probably like lipstick lipstick i don't know if it was supposed to be a red marker because it's a little too opaque for that but it was very much yeah i don't know what it was it was definitely you know out of serial killer central uh right typeface and and big letters (laughs) on the wall um anyway it's an interesting it was interesting to me i'm not a bible scholar in any by any stretch of the imagination but i did go look up the the whole quote um psalm 139 verses 13 through 15 and art reads the part up to i praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made which is scary sounding and it is and then one um the next verse goes my frame was not hidden from you when i was being made in secret intricately woven in the depths of the earth so that's not part of the show but that's the next line and that i think is very uh resonates with the whole notion of the clones being made in secret but god still knows who they are um so and at that moment um as they're reading this sarah turns and she sees just by happenstance happens to look through the window where there's a guy there's a shooter and and she she reacts by pushing art out of the way there's a shot several shots ring out they they hide you know beneath the non-minimal furniture in that apartment art has been struck but it's like grazed his ear or something he's bleeding but he's not hurt but interesting in that one like second or two just the sound editing i love how they did that yeah because they have that sound get shot when you get shot the you're without protection in your ears you're going to have a ringing and so they they overlaid the sound in that so beautifully it's the the ringing in the ears and just kind of that muffled noise Mm -hmm. and as it comes clearer arts shouting go get him i'm fine get him yeah and you can tell that sarah's just like what wait what am i doing what's going on and then it's like oh okay i'll chase him (laughs) chase the person that shot and she's fumbling to get her gun out. Yeah. So Sarah starts chasing after her, and uh, Art calls it in. The the officer's down, and they're on foot pursuit. And then Sarah calls Art and is like, "Hey, you know, we're uh, uh, think I lost her in this. I lost him. The, bit... Yeah, lost him yeah. through the row houses. We're in this abandoned area. I think she's." I think he's in one of the abandoned buildings and then all of a sudden she gets knocked out from something and she's on the ground and she's looking up and the voice is like, Oh gosh, what does she say? She says, good riddance, Elizabeth Childs. (laughs) Yes. She's like, I'm not bad. The hood comes off and she has this mass of blonde curls and you see that it's another clone. Somehow, Sarah grabs a pipe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rebar. Stabs it into, like, the side of the abdomen. And, oh, it just, it looks really painful. Before the rebar comes out and and the clone's leaning over Sarah and looking at her features and then she says, dirty little copy cop. Yes. (laughs) Who are you? Dirty little copy cop. I like that. So, and that that's when she gets it with the rebar. But she sort of spins around. She's obviously, you know, gravely injured, uh, but she managed to yeah. pull out the gun and she's acting as if she's going to shoot her. But then she says, leans over and just says, not yet, not Beth. 
and then gets away. Sarah grabs the knife and hides that because obviously that's going to have the fingerprints of this new clone all over it. And uh, who knows? So, so they get back to the car yes. and Art pulls out the money yes, and hands it over. And Beth, uh, Sarah is like, I knew it was in the trunk the whole time. <laughs> it was. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, so that's two people who have left $75,000 in their trunk in in the right. course of three episodes. Like, what is, I mean, I don't even leave my computer in the car. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I don't know. Whatever. But, you know, they read the script. They knew that it wouldn't be stolen. So they're fine. <laughs> I didn't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> right. And and Beth, you know, they, they had been questioned by the police who came to the scene and Beth said, like, I just saw somebody in a hoodie. I didn't see him at all. Like she's that she hasn't given any information about this new clone. Yeah. Cause she can't, it's very obviously not a good idea. And so now she has the money. Right. And so she goes and looks in the window and there's uh, at Mrs. S's house. With Felix in the car. Felix in the car. And she sees, Kira on Mrs. S's back, they're playing, you know, horsey rides or whatever. And she sees how happy Kira is. And it really hits her at this point that, oh yeah, Mrs. S is right. Like, it's not the best idea for her to take Kira on the run, especially because she would all just keep running. It just kind of clicked that, okay, let's, let's stay and use the money for the clone club. I th- I think it really was, you know, this additional clone. The clone is after her. Like yeah. having, she's met all of these, all of these sisters that are friendly and kind, or at least not like trying to kill her. And then all of a sudden here's one that is trying to kill her. She's like, oh, I'm not safe. Right. And she does get back in the car with Felix where she says, what kind of mother am I if I snatch my own daughter? <laughs> Felix yes. says, a crap one. I agree. <laughs> Great. You yes, know, and then she's that. like, if I rob Allison and run now and never tell my, and then she hesitates and Felix is like, clones? Like, oh God, do we, ha- we do have to find another word for that. Yeah. She's, she realizes she'll be betraying her clones, which she hasn't thought, come to think of as sisters, but she they're more than just nothing to her so she's basically resolves well mrs s says i get one visit and i've got to get it right she will actually see kira because if she had snatched her at that point kira hasn't seen her in 10 months at all she's only seen felix it would have been terrible i mean it's terrible any way you look at it but the notion of taking a child even if it is your your own child out of an environment yeah, from the environment where she's safe and happy. And yeah, it's a sign of growth. Right. That's right. So I think that's a good moment. Um, are we avoiding talking about the final scene? <laughs> can, oh, we, can we continue to talk about this, Felix and, and Sarah? In I the know, car it's so happy. 10 or 15 more end. minutes. <laughs> and then we'll say, oh, yeah, and there's this last scene. <laughs> Where the audio is just, I mean, it's, it's spot on. It's great. But, oh, the sound, the the sound, because the other clone, the blonde clone is pulling the rebar out of 
the wound and the sound is just terrible. It's, Uh, And there's no warning. This scene opens close up on the rebar, right? Yeah. It's not like you you see somebody starting to do that and you could close your eyes. It's going to get you. You're you're going to get one second where you're like, what is going? Oh, my God. Uh, First of all, so she rode the motorcycle with that in her hanging out yeah wow you can tell she's badass she's badass and then she just she's hunched over looks like a sink and Uh she's just breathing hard because obviously she just pulled you know 10 inches of rebar out of her abdomen uh and she has these insane scars on her back yes that are angel wings and you're just like intrigued yeah and it's just, it's intense. And I wrote WTF question mark exclamation yeah. point at the end of my notes because I'm just like, I I need to know more. Well, I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah, don't tell me anything. But so when you say angel wings, like were they, like I perceived them as the self-flagellation kind of, you know, cutting. Oh, See, I I see them as their scars cut in the shape of angel wings. Oh, I don't want to look at that. We'll scene include again. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a, a screenshot, uh, and you guys can let us know what you think. And, That's a good uh, idea, so they don't have to look at the first part of the scene. Yes, <laughs> the reason I thought I, I just you know I didn't look at them that closely. That's probably part of it, but. When she when she removes the rebar, you know, and obviously it's, the pain is intense. It's such an amazing moment of acting, you know, because there's not much that scene. The whole scene is like 15 seconds, and but she, you know, we know she's intense in intense pain, and she's not completely n- not enjoying it. Like there's something yes. that she's. She, you know, she finds the pain probably purifying, and then then the camera pans or, or moves back so that you can see the, her whole um, back, and you see all these scars. And I thought that's meant to show that this is not the first time she's been in intense pain. Uh, she yeah, but ouch, yes. And and then I thought that must have taken a long time to do in makeup, right? And <laughs> and really. It, it just, it looks intense. Yeah. You can just tell that she's had a really hard life. And obviously something's up because she's going around and killing these not family. Um, because, I mean, that's that's something that I took when, when the robot voice calls. Mm-hmm. She's like, unfit for family. Unfit for And it's family. like, I, I'm fairly certain, and obviously I don't know for sure, and it's okay if you don't answer, um, <laughs> but I'm fairly certain that she's the one that made the call and has this arbitrary like mark of who is fit or unfit for family and what the identification of family is um, and who can be part of it and who knows why she has these thoughts is she the original like so many questions so many questions and i can't wait for the next episode (laughs) i'm gonna stop us here because i think you will wear down my resistance eventually i'll only say (laughs) that i think you perceive things correctly the way you're supposed to uh understand the show 
this new clone raises all kinds of questions and makes things all kinds worse scary than they were before when you thought that they were maybe fighting off some faceless government agency or uh, some, you know, some mad scientist. It's instead there's this, this identical, this clone. And what does it all mean? So thank you so much for listening to this episode of SestraCast, Season 1, Episode 3. We hope you really enjoyed us. Uh, you can find us online at SestraCast.com, and we are on Twitter at SestraCast. I am also on Twitter at Mrs. Soup, M-R-S-S-O-U-P, and Jean is at MacGenie, M-A-C-G-E-N-I-E. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback. Uh and what you think, how you heard about the clone word, uh, if you knew it going into the show or if you discovered it uh, at episode three, uh, let us know and uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>